When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. One-time world's heavyweight champion Danny Pounders here. When the pound man puts his name on something, you know it's the very best. So anytime you see that 618 high school huddle scroll across your marquee, just remember you're listening to the number one podcast in all the world. Welcome to the 618 High School Huddle, hosted by Jim Thompson, Scott Warren, and A.J. Thompson. And as you just heard, we are proud to announce that this is the number one podcast in all the land. No, no, it's not. Shut up, man. It sounds better when I say it this way. The number one podcast in all the land. Nope, not even close. Shut up, man. The number one podcast is the 618 High School Huddle, and here we go. Not even in the top 100,000. Come, she was the Tigers, she said. I named them the Tigers. Then when they found oil on the front campus, then all the people started calling them the, or something. I, I hate that word, all. Some of the people said they're the Oilers, but they've also been known as the Maroons. They've also been known as the Railroaders. And I didn't hear either one of those. That's interesting. No. And, of course, the Bengals. Right. Well, I, I heard the Oilers story, but I didn't, I, I didn't know if there was any truth to that or not. This is a picture of the 1960 district winner. Just so happens that was my senior year. And my father's. Yes. But uh, Dale isn't in this. No, because he didn't play in high school. Because um, he was no good. Wow. Uh, hey, rest in peace, Dale. I, I have a talk. No, with he was you a hell of a football player. I, I have a talk with you someday about your son's disrespect. He was a hell of a football player. Basketball a, wasn't his. This thing. here is the picture out of the O'Fallon paper, and it calls him the Dupont Oilers. Oilers. So wow. I, brought it, I thought I brought it down. Matter of fact, That's Doug cool. Edwards has got this on the. Let, let me on, guess. Art Bellinger wrote it. No, uh, okay. <laughs> I got no idea who wrote it. I just took and copied the picture. Well, Robert, let's let's talk a little bit about why you're sitting here with Jill, and and, and that is. You're going to be celebrating Friday night the 100th anniversary of Duplo Tiger basketball. Yes. The 100th year. 100th, 100th year. year. Okay, the 100th year at Duplo Tiger basketball. Not many schools basketball. can say that. Number one, not many can say that. Number two, the ones that can't even come close to that have one thing missing, and that is Robert Mason. Mm -hmm. And Robert is... Uh, for those of you who don't know him, and I think in this area most people do know you, at least by name, if nothing else, 
you are <laughs> knowing about the flat top. You you wear a flat top every. You've you've never not worn a flat top since I've known you. No, and I've never seen you in anything but a maroon and white sweatsuit. Right, so we we know the deal. Is there still a bengal on your van? Yeah, D- dumb question. No, uh, the, the plate is bengal. That's, plate that's is what bengal. I mean. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. No, I yeah, I'm not surprised. In 1977. Uh, you had a you had a beautiful conversion van at that time, and it was brand new, I think, I th- or at least maybe a year old. And you piled myself and, and Scott and uh, who else? Uh, Eric, I think, was on that trip. Uh, oh, there's a bunch of us. There's about five or six of us on that maybe trip. maybe more than that. And you took us to Quincy High School, and you. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. That's an experience. I had no idea, you know, at the time, and I don't know that it meant anything to me until I, maybe until I started coaching at Westland, maybe, and I started to learn about history more and about the history of the, of the state. But anyway, I digress. And you, you took us to this game, and we watched this pregame. The pregame. Uh, do you know anything about the pregame at Quincy? It, it's, it's almost it, like a ritual. It, it's it's like you would see at a college. They shut the lights down. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's all this music, and then a devil because they are the they're the blue devils. And they for now until somebody you know <laughs> raises hell about that. But um, a student who dresses up as a blue devil comes out with a flaming pitchfork, not with flickering lights. We're talking actual flames, and plants it in the center of the of the court, and everybody goes bananas. They sell out almost every game. Um, fast forward to this Friday night, which is why we won't be in, du- in Dupo. We are going back. To, we are going to Quincy. We're recreating that trip. And I don't know that I've, uh, you know, I've, I've had four children. I have a wife that I've been married to for over 30 years. But this may be the quintessential moment for me Friday night walking back into that facility. I owe that to you. So I want to say thank you for creating a desire in me to see what's so special about Illinois high school basketball. What did it for you? Why are you like you are? I can remember the first game, but I can't tell you what year. I, my dad and some of his uh, co-workers on the railroad took me to Wood River. And I walked into that huge gym and was... <laughs> I think they had a guy by the name of Jerry Messick on the team. He's like six six, and and we played him. I don't know if we won or lost. I I should have looked it up before I come down, but I didn't. And then I remember going to the Dupo Invitational, mm. and um, Benny Ingram was playing. So that was about fifty three, I'm guessing. And then from there on, uh, stupid me. I was told that I was the reason why we lost five ball games my senior year. I know the story, but I want you to tell it. Well, a classmate of mine says, you're the reason we lost five games. Some people said, well, that's, that's kind of wrong. I said, no, I took it as a compliment. 
I think what he told me is if I'd have played, we wouldn't have lost the five games. But I'm sure that there's another gentleman who's not going to say that, that I wasn't worth a darn. I probably wasn't, but anyway. To this day, you're the best free throw shooter I've ever seen. I guess. And I've been around some really talented people. Now, the, the guy on 60 Ball Club right here. Number five was the best free throw shooter I ever saw. And who is that? Brian Morris. Okay. Why? What made him such an amazing free throw shooter? He just put it in the hole. I kept, in junior high, I kept the, I didn't go out. By the way, your dad beat out Kendall Ryan. <laughs> Kendall, well, with, and with good reason. I mean, right. was, what did, did Ken, I mean, Kendall who? Right. What, did he do anything? <laughs> what did he do? Slightly. The bird told me that uh, it was between him and Dale to make the team. And the time <sighs> I saw him, he almost killed himself. He come in from the and shot a shot and ripped it up off the board and, uh, and hit the rim and come back down almost. Uh, did him in. I thought we lost three games, but I can only name two. We got beat. Now here's my bad memory. You got to remember, I got a bad memory. We got beat 20 to 19 by Jim Jamison and Waterloo High. The second game, this is Coach Mauser laughs at me over this. <laughs> Our coach was Harold Lurch. Nice man. Went on to do some great work at the Adams family house <laughs> later in life. <laughs> Go ahead, I'm sorry. He was terrific. I've and heard a lot of great things. About every him. time Dennis Ballridge would bring the ball down the floor, he had a little bit of a. This not underneath and turn it over like they do today. Well, fit right uh-huh. in today, like they do today, right, right Robert? No, no, not even close to that. <laughs> and all I got to do, Jill, set him up. He yeah. Him right Every time Dennis would dribble the ball, they'd call him for turning the ball over. Mister Lurch looked over at me and he says, "Pack up the things. We're going home." Third quarter, we're either down twenty-seven twenty-four or twenty-six twenty-four. It was either two or three points. This was the second game we lost. Their coach is out. Still had the old keyhole. He had the oh, jump yeah. down on one knee and had it all drawn out on the floor. What he wanted to do, we walk right by him at the end of the third quarter. <laughs> he looks up off his knee. He says, "Where are you going?" Mister Lurch says, "We're going home." And we walked out of the gym, losing by two or three. Wow! Over the officiating. Uh, in a, in essence, um, I can't say it was that, but he, he didn't like the idea that. That uh, every time we that was be that yeah. was being yeah I get that yeah. I've been there I had a bad night at this Chester was Central if you, High if you, if you remember I had a bad night at Chester yeah. <laughs> um, and, and thank God you were there and you were able to step in for me you, you ever tell you that Scott? yeah <laughs> somewhere there's video of it but I think Kenny Grassley has it I'm I sitting there just relaxed keeping stats and I'm relaxed Jimmy goes pop pop and I said oh Christ looks like I'm gonna have to coach damn. <laughs> Uh, uh, and all of a sudden, and I said, man. <laughs> and I hear from behind me, Robert, you've got to take over. It's Coach Mauser. So I, as they're shooting the technicals, I said, well, we're not going to wait the last damn two minutes to, or last minute to call the timeouts and lose by whatever. We're going to call them now. <laughs> and we did it. Or I call, we called a timeout. Grassley got hot. I think he got 44 that night. Yep. Wow. And we, we ended up, and then the next night, somebody, Susser or Ziegler broke outscored him by two or three more points. Something like that. Yeah, I don't really, I don't remember uh, who it was, but that was a you know the, that was all set up by them calling a foul on Kenny his third of the first half and 
it was really Joe Range who committed the foul. Kenny was on the other side of the court, and they got it wrong, and I just could not tolerate that that was happening. And, and um, yeah, I was just – I just yeah, I lost it. Uh, and you know what? Didn't have another issue with an official until 2020, so I feel pretty good. I got tossed in 93, and it wasn't again until 2020. I figure I'm doing okay, Jill. And different and, sport, too. And it was a different sport. Yeah, I, <laughs> you're right. Now, then I've, I've had one since then, though, but that was at the direction of the head coach. So, anyway, Robert, um, you mentioned Kimball Ryan just a second ago. Is he the best high school basketball player to ever come out of Dupo? No. Who is? Glenn In your Graff. opinion? Glenn Graff. Okay, yep, I, I, I get that. And Glenn's got the, the scoring record, He's got record, the scoring right? record. 75. 75. 75. Against Waterloo. Mm-hmm. 102-66. Wow, and and Glenn was a big man, right? No? Mm-hmm. Maybe 6'3", six, 6'4", six, 5". But he played guard, though, right? He was, small I don't think he played guard. He, he, he said, I should have brought that article down, but I Works out, I don't know. <laughs> but he, he uh, said that all his shots weren't inside. Um, the story I got, he made 25 in the first quarter. Wow. And Butch Cheney, the do- oh, he's yeah. a doctor yeah, doc, at, yeah. at uh, Highland, mm-hmm. uh, he said, let's let Glenn go for the record. Which was what at that time, do you know, before he broke it? Do you recall? I know what ours was. Ours was 44 by Cal Neiman. Okay. In 46. Seven or forty-eight, something like that. Yeah, if he's already got twenty-five in the first quarter, forty-four is not that far away. And, but anyway, uh, they said, "Well, uh, Noby, what's Noby's name? Runs the William Noby. He was a freshman, and he was guarding Glenn. And uh, you see the chiropractor? No, you see the guy that owns uh, the John Deere place." Oh, that was oh Jesus, William Noby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, they they merged. That's right. Got it. But he, uh, wow. he was guarding him, and uh, apparently not. Somebody said that late in the game, Glenn called timeout, and he comes over to Coach Taylor and says, "Coach, I just can't shoot no more." <laughs> he, he was tired. Uh, Thirty for 50, 58 or fifty-nine and fifteen free throws. Yeah, I, I mean, what a night of work. And have you considered, Jill, as you get ready for this celebration? Um, well, let's t- let's talk about that night. It, what's what's taking place? What's the agenda? Is there have you got a program put um, together? Kind yeah. of. Yeah. Well, we're just going to do it. We have our normal program. We have. I'm just going to put an insert of um, some history that I've gotten from Mr. Mason. That I found through our yearbooks and whatnot. Sure. Um, but we're having um, a pregame reception at 5:30. Okay. Um, where we've invited all past coaches and players and cheerleaders to come back and hang out and talk and share stories and yeah. eat a little bit have you know we have you know tea and lemonade and just some like light appetizers for them um and they'll be having they're gonna have that go on probably through the jv game because we know people can't all get there at five thirty. right um and then between games we're just gonna um share a little bit of our history um welcome everybody have some thank yous out there and then um I'm going to. I'm. I'm inviting everybody on the floor, all of our past players, coaches, wow. um, everyone on the floor, so I can try to get like a. I'm going to stand up in the stands and try to get a picture <laughs> oh, of everybody yeah. with our current team. Um, we'll oh, have our current awesome. team out. I want to bring everybody else down in there, down there, 
see if we can't get a you know a picture i have some autographed basketballs i want people to sign so we're going to put that all in our hopefully in our trophy case um and then we'll just have our game and we'll have specific stat and whatnot you know oh, that's in, in like just an insert in our, right, our current normal program um I wasn't, I kept racking my brain of what else we could do. I called, actually called a few universities that celebrated 100 years in the past, like, four years. And oh. Like, yeah, and they, I mean, bes- besides a formal dinner, I, they were like, I, they're like, I don't have anything else for you. That well, that sounds wonderful. Yeah, and as a. <laughs> so I was like, okay, good, thanks. Yeah, I can tell you, and as a former coach, I don't need halftime extended. I don't need a big. Well, we're going to do it between the games. We're yeah, not going to do it point. at halftime. Most we're just coaches gonna, are like, no. I, listen. Once the game starts, I didn't want to do that to either coach yeah, or either it's, team. Yeah, so. it's so it is so frustrating. Yeah. But yet, I also like to see that, that that you've come up with a unique program here. The fact that you're getting people together for fellowship beforehand, I think, is is where the whole night will. Yeah, will our, be our booster club. I asked our. We have a, a new booster club oh, um, at Depot. Yeah, they just kind of they just put themselves together this past like year. I guess back in January of last year. Excellent. Um, and they've done excellent with a small group and they were getting bigger and bigger and um but they they are i mean they've done a lot so far already and they have um i asked them i'm like would you like to like put this together and they said absolutely so they they didn't they didn't hesitate and they put it together um which was one less thing that i had to do which was great and i could focus on um you know i tried to put up our yearbook start in 31 we found um between Mr. Mason having some that we didn't have. There's a couple of them that neither one of us had. The library didn't have. We couldn't find. There were none. Um, there we could yeah couldn't hmm. find. I don't know if they didn't make them or we just didn't get them. Right, there was none. But That's we have. Shame. I plan on if everything goes as planned. I have from there till the present. Um, everything from each yearbook. I wow. ran off the color copies which so you can tell they're kind of like you know off white yeah right yeah dirty I get that. and whatnot and then and then it goes to color obviously because we finally started putting your books in color and what year do you remember kind of roughly um, when that's uh, it probably I, wasn't until when late did they 90s, start putting your books in color late i 90s. feel like mine was well some I of them were like to, I don't the know. only thing they, they put like in color the, seniors, ours were the senior pictures senior the pictures, senior pictures but everything else is black and white even correct. in high school but see my kids but now everything's in color yeah, so it kind of just goes oh, and then that's really cool so well i plan on having that like all around the cafeteria so they can people can start at 1931 and then we don't have any record of anything prior to 31 sure. yeah but, and that's understandable and there's a yeah. few holes here and there so i'll just have you know no pictures found. <laughs> right. No, so right. unfortunately, we couldn't have every year, but it's it's pretty amazing. And... It is. It is amazing. And for those people who have never visited the gymnasium at Dupo, it, it, we've been ever since we've uh, done anything in publicly like this, uh, whether it was on radio or in the podcast, we've tried to convince people that it's not counting Oakville, which is mm-hmm. new. Right. It's the finest small school facility in Southern Illinois. It is absolutely spectacular. It's 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 first of all it's huge. What is the actual capacity of the gymnasium? Do you know? I mean, Robert, I read that sign every day I walk in there. I, I literally they have don't. a capacity sign. It's, it's got to be two thousand. I yeah. think it's got to be. Easily. Yeah, it's, it's two thousand or twenty two hundred or something like and that. And that's yeah. so unusual. But what I, I and I we just talked about this on the last podcast. What I love about being the, what I loved about coaching there and playing there is the sunken floor. Mm-hmm. The that that feeling of being at a different level and and it just isolates what's happening on that floor so well and 
I have great memories of watching my brother play um, and and learning about the recent history. And when I say recent, I mean the last 50 years. But Robert, if you would talk a little bit about Dupo's success in the 50s and 60s, because I don't think people realize that it was quite a program. Well, I would I would contend, and I've heard other people say, and I don't know what your opinion is of this, but had there been the two-class system back then, mm-hmm. there's probably a couple banners hanging from the rafters. It's hard to say because you had to get by Eastside, Township, Belleville, mm-hmm. and then Collinsville. The, um, Frank Vickers told me they got beat in 1950 or 51. They got beat by Gillespie and mm. Jim Lafka, who was the coach at Bunker Hill. Very successful. And the Gillespie's coach was Chief Tenicott. I'd off Chief Tenicott. I don't know why they well, call well, him Chief or well, whatever. I mean, we we don't have time on this podcast, but I'd love to dig into that. Right. Holy <laughs> For sure. They said, Mr. Vickers told me, he says, we knew we could beat Edwardsville. And that's who beat Gillespie for the sectional championship. Right. And But they got upset by eight or nine. Um, it's There's all kinds of different people's pointed out different things. And since I got such a bad memory, every once in a while I'll, I'll wander off and whatever. We had a, a kid by the name of Glenn Farstall that left Dupo in 54... 55, I believe. Okay. His family run the show. That used to be on 2nd Street, uh, right across from... What's the show? You mean the movie theater? Yes. We had a movie theater in Dupo. Right across the street, roughly from where Forrest's jewelry shop was. Well, that that's where my parents... Is that Was that where my parents' gift shop was? Do you remember they had a gift shop for a, a year? I, it was on 2nd Street, so there was Baucus um, and Morgan's Pharmacy... And then right around the corner was our little gift shop that used to be a jewelry store. Well, I bet that's it. On the opposite side of the street where that, uh, uh, whatever housing developments. That's it. Yeah. Rough, right, roughly in there someplace. But, but anyway, <clears throat> they moved to Farmington. And Glenn made all uh, state. Oh, wow. So he left that team. And then <clears throat> they're talking about different people getting sick or getting hurt. Uh, like when I was in the, had the eighth grade, we had a chance to compete with Carlisle, and we had the regional at home for the high school, and Josh Groves twisted an ankle, and that threw us uh, in a tizzy when we went over to Carlisle, and we couldn't handle uh, I can't even remember the left-hander, Meyer, I think, from, from uh, he went, he transferred from Carlisle to Central, so we couldn't do that. Yeah, nothing. Meyer, I think that's right. He was a phenomenal athlete, period. Wow, but different ones like that. Um, you also, Robert, have a unique. You talk about your memory being bad, but it's actually remark. I think you've just got so much crap up there that you're running out of space. But <laughs> you have these amazing memories about people that I I'm sad that I didn't get to see play in the late mid to late '60s. Madison had some excellent basketball teams. And uh, a person, as you know, is important in my life that we just saw a few weeks ago, Paul Lusk uh, Sr., played on uh, some great Madison teams with Gary Lusk. And I want to hear what you – if you, you've, I think, saw Paul play, and, and, and I'd like to know your thoughts. At Dupo one time, I hope Mr. Lusk doesn't get ticked at me. 
Well, well he, I, his knees are so bad you can outrun he, him. He, <laughs> he was a tremendous player. Yeah. Uh, had moves out of the, just could jump real well. Mm -hmm. But we're playing Madison at home. And he cuts underneath the basket, and Charlie Rake caught him with an elbow in the gut. Oh, boy. That was it. <laughs> at, at, at the quarter, I don't know if he got into it, if he was sick or whatever, but he left the floor. Wow. Didn't come back. Well, there's the famous story, and you'll, you'll appreciate this because you, you, you do understand what Collinsville is as far as when it comes to basketball. But, you know, they got beat by um, a, a bucket against Collinsville to go to the state tournament. And the Fletcher Gymnasium uh, had just been built. And Paul Sr. and his brother Gary ripped the doors off of the gymnasium when they left uh, over the officiating, I guess. So um, it, not an example we want to set for young people, of course, but fun stories to tell in any, in any case. Your coaching um, did include a, uh, some time as the head coach at DuPo. Pitiful. Well, I, I, let's not say that. Um, I did. Okay, but I'm yeah, not. Yeah, because two of your players are sitting right here. <laughs> yeah, I think, you you know, I, first of all, Jill, um, there was a water fountain in the corner of the gymnasium that I would like to have removed if it hasn't been already. It's still there. Is no, it still no, there? No, it's well, the it's one not. that's on the floor. On the floor. Yeah. That one's gone. All right, oh. well, it cost me my there. senior year. No offense. <laughs> I'm like, yes, that one's gone. If, just so you know, if that would have happened 10 years ago, I'd have sued that place. <laughs> uh, but, but in the 70s uh, or in the 80s, I think my dad just said, Oh, you probably shouldn't have stepped in that puddle. Right. <laughs> it was from water on the floor. I thought maybe you ran into it. First, no, first day no, of practice. No, we were first relaxed. day of practice. I think I was actually running right next to him. And that fountain, as you know, it sat right on the floor and people would drink mm -hmm. from it. And as they would get up, dribble would come off of their chin. And there would develop over the day a little bit of a soft spot there. And I hit that and blew my knee out and had to have surgery. And uh -huh. that was, uh, but it, that the point, Robert, is, is, our, our knowledge about the, the history of DuPo is, is much more new, if you will. And shortly after we graduated and I returned as coach, we, we had a couple of brothers there that I contend are two of, the, two of the best that ever played at DuPo, and that's Kenny Grassley and Brian Grassley. You saw them both play. You coached. No I, comment. Well, now wait a second. I'm going to force a comment. You're going you're gonna to have to. Who was better, Brian or Kenny? I got to know. I'm not going to say a thing. Why is that? Because I can't stand him. <laughs> I know. I, but why? Which Brian, you mean? Or Kenny? Kenny? <laughs> Brian. Well, you got to remember one of the things that you got, your guys pulled when you were head coach. When they stole the Bobby Hull uh, cutout from Hardy's. Well, uh, they, they were borrowing it, yeah. I think they, they said they were going to take it back, Robert. No, they didn't. They said I said it was okay for them to do it. You didn't say that? No, I didn't. Because right after that, I went up to your house and said, I remember. I need suspended. I, I remember well. I remember right. very well. I think I, I called you. Uh, no, I think you did that on my porch, actually, Robert. Are you um, sure of that? Because you, no, I'm not uh, sure. Hold on a second. Because I think I called you and you said somebody's at the door now. Yeah, it might have been. That might have been. Yeah, that might have been. That's probably what it was. But yeah, I do remember that. I I have great memories, obviously, of coaching and and of, of of playing there. Jill, you're coming in. You've been you've got a lot of time at the school. It's a it's a 
it's a thankless job, first of all, being the athletic director, in my opinion. And I think it's really difficult. You've had to navigate uh, participation issues, uh, trying to get kids out for athletics. It's uh, it's unbelievable the cycle that schools go through when it, when they go through a down period. And I don't want to focus on that. I want to focus on the pro- on programs that that are really turning the corner. And I'd like to talk a little bit about your football program, if I could. Okay. I'm really, and I know we're getting ready to celebrate 100 years of, of Dupo basketball, but I want to, I just want your thoughts. I we were, uh, I think, around for what was probably the golden age of Dupo football. I think. The, the stretch when Gary uh, was coached for the first time and we had the five semifinal runs, um, the and fact Jerry that none of those teams, and, and Jerry Germain before that, but none of, and the fact that none of those teams advanced to the state tournament, state championship game is, is, is stunning. And Robert, you've been a, a very, very close friend of Gary's for many years. To see the program then go through such a down period to the point where uh, I think eight man was discussed. Mm, not, no. at our, not at our school. Not at Dupo. Dupo never discussed playing eight man. I mean, football. I think someone brought it up to me, and I said they will hang me. We will Good never ever have eight man here. Good we will for you. Find a way to have eleven man. Thank God. Uh, when I heard that, I was devastated, and, and I think the the town would have been devastated. And I'm like, as I, far as I, that that was my big. I was like, we will not have eight man. Good for you, and and the I, coaches felt the exact same way. Good, and and, and but I, at the same time, you've got to have bodies. Correct. We've played games with literally 14 kids. Oh, wow. Incredible. And now you go from that not long ago. I mean, Mm -hmm. that was prior to COVID, but not terribly far before COVID. Correct. And now you've got a playoff team. Yes. Um, What happened? Um, A lot of recruiting. I say that in quotations. It's exactly what... You know, bringing... You're you not know, out recruiting Columbia kids. No, no, no. You're we're recruiting, recruiting in, the, in the hallways. Yeah, recruiting, get, kids, get you know, kids out. And you're getting kids who've never touched a football before, mm-hmm. which was fine. Um, and you just teach them and keep trying to make it like a family. And and that's what they were trying. That's what they've been trying to work on. And and so far, it's been it's been building. And we have kids who are more kids who are wanting to play. Now we are also getting into a swing of like kids who did a lot at the quarterback club, which yep. they weren't beforehand. So Huge. I think that is help, very helpful. Agreed. Um, so I think that's Your weight our programs. Numbers. You know, having a, a legitimate weight program mm-hmm. where, where you know Zach takes care of trying to get the football players to lift again is, mm-hmm. is so important. So. Hats off, and we uh, have it in the. We actually have it as a class now too. We have. Oh, it I in, didn't know that. Yes, we do have. Um, we have now gotten. I believe we have a weight training class that every hour that we have a PE hour as well. Wow, that's so fantastic. that is oh, that's, brand, that's, that's new as that's in changer. like just just COVID time, right? Before. Sure. So when are we were in that down down slump? We didn't have any form of weight training whatsoever in the classroom. It was all before school or after school, where now we're doing it during school. Wow, also. that's fantastic. Isn't that great? And what, yep. and what Coach does after school as well. Yeah, but, right. like, we have it during school. So wow. everyone can do it. Our girls are able to do it. Yeah, or, I was just you know, gonna... All sports, not, you know, most people only went to weight training after school. There's all these football players. Are I, like, it's uh, Even I, though our coaches welcome other people, I, but they're like, there's a lot of football players in here, and they didn't feel comfortable. So now they're getting it. But – I know Coach, you know, Coach Klostermeyer makes everyone feel, I mean, he's got girls that show up sometimes. That's, and, uh, that's, it's so, so big. I, my kids uh, went to Jabot 
and my especially my two girls who were, were really really high level athletes for especially for that level mm-hmm. you know my, da- my one daughter started uh, as a freshman on the soccer team and my other daughter became a really t- high level volleyball player um, they never wanted to go in the weight room um, because they were just intimidated the guys act different mm-hmm. you know the whole thing and so when I got a chance to get my hands on it that's one of the first things I did is I I tried to make the girls feel like it's their weight room and I let them help make decisions that we did in there. So I love the fact that you're doing that and you will see, it'll take some time. You will see a benefit across the entire athletic program. There is no doubt. Guys like, you know, we talked about Mascuda and Scott Battis a little bit, but um, Frank Campbell, who is their, their strength and conditioning guy is next level. He's a college level guy doing this at a high school. And I'm starting to see, we're starting to see that happen at other schools. So the fact that it's at Dupo is, is, is definitely a step up. Talk a little bit about the, the challenge, if you will, of managing an athletic department and having all these programs as numbers seem to be dropping in athletics. Is that what it, how much time do you spend recruiting trying to get kids to fill uniforms? I mean, I've. I feel like I put a lot of that on the coaches or when okay. I see the kids. Like, I still teach all morning. Oh, I didn't know that. Yes, I still I teach four classes a day still. What do you teach? I teach health. So I okay. teach all. I have. It's so you got all mandated, sophomores. So I have all. Actually, freshmen. Freshmen health. And the oh, yeah. ones that get slipped the cracks. But I sure. teach seventh grade health, eighth grade health, and high school health. Wow. So I still have four classes a day that I teach. Well, that's, so I, think that's... I try to, like, talk to them in the classroom is where I see them. I don't, I don't teach PE anymore. I used to. Okay. Um, so I don't see them as many kids, you know, everyone goes through PE, so I don't see them in, in the P in, in the gym anymore, but I try to get them in the in health class. Like, Oh, well you should do this. If I hear kids talking about something they haven't joined, I'm like, why don't you try it? You know, I don't Good do this, for you. you know, so we have, I know like, you know, with our, our bowling program is fairly new and I heard a couple of younger kids. I mean, oh yeah, absolutely. And I heard an eighth, you know, a seventh grader. I was like, oh, like, do you want to bowl in, you should bowl in high school. Oh, I don't know. I'm like, oh, but, and then so I started like oh, pairing him up with the coach and, you know, I'm like, Mr. Dobb and the junior I, high I was going to say, yeah, I'm just going like, to bring yeah. up John's name yeah. because I ran, so, I ran into him. Just, at, and that, that's probably the best that we can do. You don't want to push them too much, of course but not. you know, if you can. Just keep putting the bug in their ear. But you have to make it, you know, you, know, you have to make it attractive. Mm-hmm. And, and that, we, it's so difficult. Yeah. We yeah. recently, and I, I recently started um, a three-sport athlete program. Um, Excellent. We didn't used to have that, but um, I don't even, I can't remember when I started this. I mean, I guess it's been maybe six years ago. Wow. Where they get, um, you know, if you participate, you don't have to be a letterman or anything, but if you participate and you do the entire season... Um, we count that towards your three sports, and if you do three, at least three sports in a se- in a year, um, we have a tiered program. Your first year of doing it, you get the only only three sport athletes get it's a t shirt, and then you go up to a hoodie, and then you go to like a Under Armour quarter zip with whatever you want embroidered on it, and then if you do all four years, you get a coat. So, wow, that's fantastic! Cool. I, and I, good idea. it is something that I think has been lost. We 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 talked about this at the state tournament in basketball a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Going to the state tournament, I don't know how long it's been since you've been. Probably been a while, Robert. Um, I have trouble seeing. I, and I get that. I get that. But it's it's a pretty magical time for guys, mm-hmm. especially old players and coaches like us. But um, you used to marvel at all the letter jackets. And you don't see it anymore. 
you know, letter jackets are no longer Everyone's, a thing. they're coming back. Every, I want see a something few kids to, I sprinkled want that, in there. Yes, I want that. To, even the old sweaters, the old days of the letter sweaters, uh, I saw a school went to those. It wasn't in Illinois, but I saw that on the news, and I thought, wow, that's fantastic. That's I, yeah. What a great idea. And you probably had a letter. <laughs> did you have a letter sweater or a letter jacket? I never lettered. Oh, nonsense. You had to letter at some point. Nope. No? Well, why can't we get him an honorary letter of some sort? <laughs> we can. We'll get you an honorary letter. I know that'll be the, a cherished memory for you. Robert, basketball, we got about seven minutes. Basketball has gone through some incredible growth at the professional level, even at the college level with athletes now being able to cash in on their name and likeness. What's wrong with the game today? You just named it. Cashing in? Yeah. I mean, when when Western Michigan could offer that kid from Oklahoma a million dollars to transfer to them, yep. It's, yeah, what's it, he gonna do? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and it's now trickling into high school. I see where a local star is um, selling merchandise. Oh, is that right? Yeah, we'll talk about it later. We had that too. Um, really? Yep. I'm not going to tell you who it was, but he had his own brochure of hubcaps. <laughs> well, I don't. Know. <laughs> I don't know why you couldn't do that. Well, I don't know why you couldn't tell us that. Why couldn't you tell us that? How long ago was this? I don't know. Was it over 20 years ago? Because I think oh, the yeah. statute of limitations is probably long gone, Robert. Yeah, well, I've been out since uh, 11. What, I was going to ask you, when is that That was your last coaching assignment there? No. Nope. When was your last coaching Eight. assignment? 2008? Um, they want a new blood. I, well, we've all, we've all been there. Uh, and your dedication to this town with everything that you've been through because you've faced you've faced hurdles I've, I've jumped through a few hurdles too as you know and yet you are still the best supporter and the best I, you're just the best person to represent this school I think it's awesome that you're still doing it what motivates you I just enjoy watching some of the, some of them occasionally one or two of them will come over and say something to me and uh, Mrs. Weir, was, I, I wanted to tape my bouncer stuff and give it to my nieces. Mm-hmm. One's a fifth grader, another's a sophomore. They only got thirteen girls on the on the varsity and JV down there. And the other night, two weeks ago, this coming Saturday, all th- the JV and varsity both played, and and you can't play uh, JV on the varsity. Right. So they had five kids on the JV. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's really tough. Yeah, yeah, that's just no good. Do you? Does anybody do the bouncers thing at all? No. How long is it? When was your last year doing bouncers? Oh, wait, that was oh, wait. oh eight. That was it. Yeah, that's a, for people that don't know what that is. That was a, a what what would amount to a Saturday basketball camp every every Saturday yeah. where we just learned how to dribble, pass, and shoot, and the top. People from that group, you know, the top players would get to perform at halftime, and we mm-hmm. both got to do that. It was an amazing opportunity. Um, uh, with the last couple minutes, I wanted to talk a little bit about my favorite Dupo basketball player, if I could, and I'd like to get your thoughts on him, and that's Dave Thompson. <laughs> um, you had a very good relationship with my family that started, uh, probably started long before I was around, but it definitely started with, uh, with Dave, and you, you were very instrumental in, in his development. Talk a little bit about Dave as a player at Dupo. I thought he was just uh, maybe overlooked a lot. Yeah. Um, 
Uh, Dwayne Baumgart was the the focus of the mm-hmm. offense, or I would say he was the focus. Oh, without a doubt, yeah. And he he was sort of like uh, an Elgin Baylor. He could move the ball around when he shot. Yep. You know, six foot. Uh, what I started to say a while ago, and I don't know how to do this. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Up until 1977, I'm missing five scores from 19. 19- Let's do it. From 1928 to 1977, I'm missing five scores. Do you know them all? Go. Three from Johnson City Sectional, Benton, Metropolis, and Marissa. Okay. One with Bethalo, and one with Sparta. 39 and 40 or 41 on those. Since then, it's close to 60 scores. And Since the, wow. But why? So why is that? I... I think a lot of the coaches... Uh, they don't call them in? No, well, here's here's what a, an AD told me that, and I'm, I'm not going to say which AD it is, but, but she told me, she said, I'm not going to have my coaches call more than one place. So, Max Preps, and by the way, Max Preps was owned by, you know who? I have no idea. I just Billy know Packer. I, I just know oh, I Oh, really? I, I didn't know that. I won't use them. I know I that. I think he was part of it. Well, Billy Packer... Rest I was at the clinic one time. I was at the clinic one time and, and getting a drink of water, and he just happened to walk up there. He looked at me and said, hello. I said, you ought to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> he said, what do you mean? I said, you get on this cockeyed TV and say, well, we don't need all these timeouts. So we, they cut one off. I said, well, what about us old fools that are down there on, on weekends and, and evenings with these little kids that needs them five timeouts? We don't have TV timeouts every three That's minutes. Right. You ought to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> I don't doubt one word that you just said, nor do I doubt the intensity in your eyes. And you actually just scared me a little bit. I think uh, I was going to have you say, come on, white for me one more time. But I'm afraid that one of us might have some sort of PTSD over that. You taught me, Robert, listen to me. You taught me the value of hard work. You taught me a lot about... Um, the fundamentals of the game and what's right and what's wrong. And I want to thank you for that publicly. And I think, Scott, you probably feel the same way. 100%. Um, I don't know that we go to a game when we're going to be driving up to Quincy in a couple, in, in a few hours, and I, I your name will come up 15 or 16 times. And that's not by uh, that's not because you were here tonight. When you go there, go look at their Hall of Fame. Oh, we, we're, we're, getting the whole, we're getting the whole tour. Uh, we've talked to the AD. And we have a, a a father of one of the players up there that we've, we've that we've had on our podcast, and uh, named Don O'Brien. He's a great guy. He's going to be our our tour guide. So you we're going to talk see. to Tom Lepper. Okay, I'm sure I could. I'm sure he's I can. He's a JV coach. Okay, and he played for Coach Leggett. I would love. To, I would love to talk to him then. Yeah, absolutely. Running the crossover offense, so they run this backside guy through the to the short corner. They throw a high pass. He jumps up and catches it in the air and throws it to the basket where Leper is cut, cut in the, to the mouth of the basket. Now, Ian Stanbeck, that went on to Purdue from east side, oh, yeah. that's who they were playing. Leper at 6'7", goes up and sticks it against the rim, come down with it, and put it right back up and in. 
Next time down the floor, they run the same play, and Stambeck was waiting. <laughs> they threw it, the lob to the backside guard. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, Robert, I'll add that, uh, uh, not a surprise, but when I became the head coach at Dupo, um, we I inherited a lot of what Gary was running, and part of our offense was called Quincy. And I I still have the playbooks, and I still know the offense like the back of my hand. My inbounds plays were not unique. They came from you. You taught me the inbounds plays. You taught me that you didn't need 50 inbounds plays, which is kind of what I had in my back pocket. And you said, I think we can probably do this with, oh, I don't know, three. And I'm like, well, how are we, we got to have more. No, then you showed me all the stuff about how to, how to use those three and, and, and all the different things you can do with it. And so I know that your relationship with Coach Leggett, as far as your, your loving what he did, it extended even to the uniforms. Briefly tell us about the Quincy uniform. Well, they got, they've got the square show or the T-shirts, or they did then. They still do. And if you remember. Oh, some do. Yeah. On the wall, they got two big pictures of a, a player with the devils on it. Mm-hmm. And on the other end, they got a, a, a flag with a fan that blows the, the flag as they play the national anthem. Then they got one of those voice meters that goes up and down according to the racing, racing and lower of the, of the voice. Uh, a little bit about the pregame. They had come out and do their bit. When Leggett was there, he did the double figure eight with seven or eight balls. We tried that one time. <laughs> one time. And Eric Perlow, I figured, was smart enough to know it. We made one pass and eight balls were going in different directions at the same time. <laughs> That's one of my favorite stories ever. So we scrapped that real quick. And But uh, they did that. And then they went in and they come back out. And like you said, they... they put the spotlight on mm-hmm. on the visitor's circle, and they go out and introduce the other five. Just as soon as that fifth one goes out, they shut the lights off. The band starts, the Phantom <laughs> of the Opry, and out from the, um, the now they change sides of the dressing room now. It's on the river side of the, the gymnasium, okay. the west side, and they got dry ice. That makes oh, is that what does that? I didn't know how they did that. That's where the fog comes. Yeah, out, mm-hmm. out comes this guy and looks like he's the brick outhouse. Yeah, <laughs> no shirt, shackles on his for shorts. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he still has a little hood. Yes, with the, he does. The horns. Yep, and he's got a trident. Contrary to pitchfork, it's a trident. yeah, it's a trident. Yeah, and then he's got a a uh, butane switch that he, he make the flames go up. Mm-hmm. So he'll go over and he'll go to the mid court and get those people standing. Then he goes across the baseline. There's only like five or six rows there on the floor. Mm-hmm. Gets them standing. Then he high steps the opposite the benches. And then he goes to junior highs down on the end with the band. And then he goes to mid, uh, down to the uh, somewhere around their free throw circle, mm-hmm. midcourt somewhere in there. And he gets down on one knee and he goes, sticks his hand up in the air and goes, QHS. And he runs at the, uh, the student body. Hits the butane, the flames go up. They got five thousand people standing and screaming. The, the one of the times I went up there, and two times I went up there, Joliet was playing, mm-hmm. and they had the tearaways, and they're over there doing mm-hmm. their bit. <laughs> well, the referee, the horn blew, and they didn't come out. I don't know how this worked that way, but anyway, Quincy's out on the floor. The second horn blew. Joliet's over with their hands together. 
Referee hands him the ball like you're supposed to do. Quincy was in the basket, and Joliet's still holding hands. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. That's fantastic. And another time I was up there, this little bitty baby wasn't not much taller than this. Well, I know they weren't as tall as this stool here. She had, uh, the, I don't know, it was a boy or a girl. And she com- it comes out on the floor, had a little t- tail with the devil's outfit on, <laughs> with a little plastic, or I mean a cardboard uh, trident. And the people were just applauding like heck. And it's on the south end of the gym. And when they started applauding, Mom steps out and boy, he's taking all that in glory. <laughs> well, he bumped into one of the Quincy players and fell down and started crying. She went back under the bleachers. <laughs> last, Robert. Last, last one. Let's hear it. There was a little girl at Dupont grade, Casey something, or I don't remember her last name anymore. And she come up to me and she said, Mr. Mason, I saw the devil. I said, oh, Jesus, what have I done now? She said, he's got flames coming out. I said, where are you from? She said, Quincy. And I said, that makes a whole different story. Yeah, sit right down. Let's talk. Yeah, I love that. Well, Robert, we uh, last year we, we went to, uh, and we're going to wrap this thing, but we went to Wharton Fieldhouse in Moline. Uh, one of the... One of my top five probably high school basketball experiences was being in that facility. It's it's amazing. There's great history there, Jill. And uh, they happen to have the number two ranked 4A team in the state this year, and that's who's playing Quincy tomorrow night or Friday night. And they have a, a, a guard and a forward that are going to Iowa. They're, they're signed to Iowa. So uh, they're, we're really looking forward to this. And, and uh it's going to be a great trip, and it's a trip that is is, is brought about by a, a kind gesture from you in 1977, and I, I really appreciate that. Jill, any, uh, 5.30, we're getting together. Everybody's getting together Friday yep. night in the, in cafeteria, the cafeteria at the high yep. school at Dupo. Yep. Uh, then there'll be uh, the, the, the game. We'll, we'll take place prior to the game. They will try to get everybody. Everybody's going to come down we'll on the try. floor for a big picture, and, yep. and hopefully that'll be on social media. We'll definitely yeah. share yeah, that. Sure. Yep. And as um, as you continue through this journey as the athletic director, we'd like to stay in touch with you and, and, and have you back on the show and okay. and tell our buddy Zach uh, uh, keep keep up the hard work and, and we'll look forward to seeing to it and to brighter days uh, for all of us and as we've emerged from this nonsense. Robert, it was great talking to you. Uh, thanks for joining us. I have a feeling there's a future podcaster ten uh, in, in this uh, with, with you. And is this your first podcast? Only. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, but I I don't know if I should. I think really we could probably cut that up and and use that as a new promo. Yeah, we could. Um, yep. Uh, we thank you so much, Robert, and thank you, Jill. You've been listening to the six one eight High School Huddle, hosted by us. Awesome. Hang on. The six one eight High School Huddle is proud, as always, to be sponsored by Chick Fil A out of Fairview Heights, Illinois. That's the Holmes family. Dave Holmes is the restaurant operator, and I believe he's got both of his boys involved in, in, in some things there. And it's, a, it's an awesome location. And what, I, I, what makes this place so special to us is what they do for high school sports and also for high schools in general. We had Chick-fil-A today at our school. Oh, did you? Yeah, I thought that was kind of interesting that, that we're doing this tonight, and we had, the, we had Chick-fil-A today. And it was Chick-fil-A from Fairview Heights. So I, I appreciate the fact it, it's closer probably to go to a different location, like South County, like South County, 
But because of the way Dave runs his, runs the show there, and because he's so generous with with uh, local schools, uh, he's he, he puts his name behind our show, and we appreciate it very much. They are located right in Fairview Heights. It's it's extremely easy to find. Right, sixty two hundred three North Illinois Street in Fairview Heights, right by the right by the Target and all that stuff on that side of the street. And if you want to give them a call, if you have questions about catering or something like that, you can you can always give them a holler at 618-397-2200. The only day they won't answer the phone is Sunday because mm-hmm. Chick-fil-A uh, cares about families, and I like the way they do that. Chick-fil-A in Fairview Heights, a proud corporate sponsor of the 618 High School Huddle. The 618 High School Huddle is proud to announce our continuing relationship with Mandy McGuire. One day, Mandy. I I wanted to leave it at just we have a relationship. Oh, okay. Heck with Josh. He's <laughs> not that important. Uh, but no, Mandy McGuire, the Mandy McGuire group, part of the Keller Williams family. And here's the deal. We, may, we used to joke that Manny can sell a house in one day. I didn't know we were going to get to a place where you really can sell a house in one day. Right. And what a great time to to sell a house. Uh, you know, these these places are, are loving the inventory. And at, at Mandy's, what makes Mandy's place so special is that extra touch. She knows how exactly her staff knows how to stage a house knows what, what, what people are looking for today. She's up on the latest trends. She writes blogs. She's got testimonials galore. And she's more than just a home expert. She's an area expert. So she can help guide you if you're not from this area and you've moved in, you're looking to move into the area because of a job transfer or something. She can talk about the best schools and the best places to live where the cost of living might be to your advantage. Uh, so, in other words, not in Illinois. Right. And uh, I'm kidding, of course. I wouldn't want to do anything to, to say anything disparaging there. But uh, Manny McGuire Group, they're just an absolutely awesome group of people. Uh, I, I be, I'll be honest with you. If I love what I do for a living, but I think if I didn't work as a teacher and as a coach, I think I'd want to work there. I don't want to sell houses. Oh. It just looks like they're always having fun. Yeah. And I could be like, I think maybe she should hire me as the fun director. Is, do, do, does Keller Williams need a fund director? They might. You need to talk to her. Hey, how about you just give them a call, 618-558-1350, located right there on North Main Street in Columbia, Illinois. Mandy McGuire, she is the everything when it comes to real estate in this area. I would argue that she's a real estate queen. Can we say that? We can say that. All right. Well, I'm going to say that. Check out Mandy McGuire and the Mandy McGuire Group for all of your home buying and home selling needs. We've got a couple of new sponsors this this year that we're very excited about. Of course, you hopefully tuned in in November to listen to our episode with Jennifer Kreps and her husband, Denny, who wanted to start a something that wasn't just a pet sitting service. Mm-hmm. They wanted a full service place that where you feel comfortable about leaving your dogs for the day. And the fact is, we know that a lot of people are more concerned about their dogs than they are anything else in the world, especially if their kids have gone. I know that as as my kids have left the house, 
Um, Kane becomes a little more important to us every day. And actually, in my world, he was more important to me from the beginning. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, he's cheap. Yeah. Bag of dog food. Right. And that's about it. You know, little toys and away the, we go. The rest of the kids haven't been quite that cheap. But anyway, Critter Care was established in June of 2009. So they've been around for a while. And they wanted it to be not a pet sitting business, but a pet caring company. That's the foundation that they've built on. That's their focus. And they know that you have a lot of choices that you could make when it comes to pet sitting. I mean, some people choose just not to use a pet sitter because maybe they've had a bad experience. Here's what I'm going to challenge you to do. Take your dog one day. If you haven't ever done it, take your dog one day to Critter Care and see how they are when they come back home and see how much more social they, they can be. Uh, just an unbelievable job they do there of, of vetting. You don't have to worry about your dog going there, getting into a fight, now that my dog's not there. <laughs> and uh, the dogs, uh, they just all play so well together. They have an unbelievable staff. And what I love about it is it's a staff rooted in baseball. That's right. Because it's not just A.J. Thompson, who has a very deep baseball knowledge, but Leah Devaney works there. Interesting. That last name ring a bell? Yes, sure does. Former outstanding baseball coach at Dupo who took Dupo to their first state tournament ever uh, back in 90? Yeah, something I think like 90, that. Yeah. finished second. Yep. And uh, it was interesting that a lot of those guys, on the matter of fact, one of the guys off that team has a daughter at our school now. Oh, really? Cliff, Cliff Tyser. Oh, Cliff yeah. Tyser's daughter uh, goes to goes to Jabot. And uh, anyway, the they it, they're they're all about the community, and they're all about taking great care of your pet. And it, you should go check out this website. It's incredible. They have a live chat thing that you can chat with them uh, right there on the on the spot. Yeah. Um, they've got all sorts of reviews. You can book. Uh, there's a client portal. That you can go into, and you mm-hmm. can book services yep. through there. It, it's we've done it. It's stuff that you just can't. Yeah, you've used it as mm-hmm. recently as today. Yeah. So Critter Cares Holiday Inn, just a, a, an absolutely awesome place. Let me talk tell you about how to get in touch with them. First of all, they're located on Summer Road, right there, right here in Columbia, Illinois, and right next to another one of our new sponsors, which right. we'll talk about in just a minute. It's a great little spot there. You can reach out to them via email at. Info at CritterCare4U.com or info at KKHowladayInn.com. Make sure it's Holiday Inn. And they've got a couple of different phone numbers for Critter Care, 314-717-1738, extension 1. And for the Holiday Inn, it's extension 2. If you're not sure which one you want, all you got to do is call them up and they'll put you in touch with the right people. It's an amazing place. And I think we'll probably hear from It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.